Welcome to Talking With Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet, and I'm here with Rachel Madel. What's going on, Rachel? It's great. I'm doing so great, Chris. I, like, missed you last week. I was really hey. sad. I listened to this week's episode, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I really well, missed you. Well, you were him. there. You were there. You talked to Tara, you know, and, uh, and so, so you're on the, on the episode. Yeah, we missed you, too. You know, Ma- Melissa and I, it was nice for Melissa to step in, but, you know, I missed talking to you, too. I know. I, you know, it was so great. I felt like that was such a really good insight into the parent perspective. You guys kind of talked about what your, your home life has been since, you know, all of this quarantine stuff started. And I thought it was really interesting to hear kind of what you guys had to say. And of course, Melissa, she's my fave. Love when she comes on, you know, everything she touches turns to gold. So I felt like all of her recommendations and all of her insight was so valuable. So I definitely yeah, was true. smiling as I listened to that episode. <laughs> me too. Me too. Your portion of that episode, we were talking to Tara. So great. And I saw you posted on Facebook that you got the shirt. I have not received my shirt yet. So I was like, I can't show it off, but uh, I am totally looking forward to it. And I found it really inspirational. Like I know I was listening to it as I was walking around the block. Um, and I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm starting a 5k. What, uh, what other fundraisers can we do to raise money? Like I was, I was totally in, let's do it. <laughs> I know, which, which is so great. And that's why I'm so excited that they came on. Um, you know, cause I feel like it's, it's these kind of things that start small can actually turn into really big movements. And like, how cool is it that they started this, this run and now it turned into a virtual run. And now, you know, of course we've been talking about it on the podcast and, you know, hopefully inspiring other people to kind of go out there and start similar things. Um, you know, I think it's also such a great way to build awareness about what AAC even is. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do these community types of events, it's just such a great opportunity to, you know, talk about AAC and just educate people who might not know what it is. Absolutely. When people see you kind of running by or family members, you're asking for uh, donations. It totally raises awareness. But what I even loved the most out of all of that was this notion that you know what? We're not playing by your rules. We are not necessarily going to have to go through an, uh, a, a year of waiting to get a communication device. We're going to do it ourselves and we can do it better and faster than going playing by your rules that don't necessarily make sense. And I just kind of really love that, that notion of like, fine, I'll do, find another way, you know, somehow I'll do it, but you're not going to stand in my way. And I just love that supporting that sort of notion. I know. I love it too. It was a sad story to kind of hear about why Sophie's run came to be, but um, definitely really excited for running. I actually just put it on my calendar this week. I'm excited to, to hit the pavement. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I know um, I put it on my calendar too, but are we going to try and coordinate something to try and have it at the same time or? I think that would be great. Should we do it like a Facebook live <laughs> as yeah, we're running? We totally should as we're running. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get real sweaty and kind of, kind of gross looking. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, so we're having fun today. And uh, I thought, well, let's keep the fun going. You had sent me a a post. I mean, I'd seen it on Facebook, then you sent it out as well. And we were like, oh, we are totally doing this. So what we're going to do is... We're doing AAC bingo, Chris. We're doing it. I'm trying to figure out who first posted it. Um, I thought it was such a great idea because, you know, obviously we're all like geeking out about AAC. And 
talking with tech was on the AAC bingo. It was like, yeah. and you had to kind of check off the things that represented you. And one of them uh, had to do with talking with tech, which I was just so excited about. So the person that I saw was something to say SLP. So do you know who that happens to be? Something to say SLP? It sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly the person behind that account. Yeah, I looked, uh, I, you know, for a few minutes and I was like, I don't know. And then I saw uh, Lauren Enders, you know, had uh, reposted it. And so I saw it from her as well. Um, and in fact, it's her post that I have up on my screen here as we play. So how do you want to play this, Rachel? Because we're going to be looking at the same one. It's not like you can draw these out of a hat and see which one gets the cover all first, right? Um, I had some ideas, but I'm curious if you thought about it at all. I haven't thought about it at all. So please tell me your ideas and I'll steal them and, t and pretend <laughs> that they were mine. Okay. So I thought we could do is score ourselves either a zero, one, two, or three based on never sometimes, usually, always. And then we'll just see who is the AAC bingo champion. Wow, I'm really excited for this. I feel like I'm gonna lose, but I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Wait, let me- Did let me I just write... see you grab a pen? Yes. Did you grab a pen? Okay, so- I'm you grabbing really... a pen because I need to write down the rules because I'm a okay. visual learner. So I need to know, I need visual supports for this game. Okay, well, since you've got the pen, you're going to be the scorekeeper as well, if that's okay. So, Fine, I'll do all the work. Do you score? We're going to score ourselves. We'll be fair, and we'll score ourselves from a zero to a three. So okay. a zero, a one, a two, or a three, okay? Mm -hmm. And then on your piece of paper, just put a, an R column and a C column, and we'll, at the end, we will add up all of our numbers. You know what's so funny? I've been playing a lot of Uno lately and uh, and a lot of games in general. I feel like this quarantine, I'm like, I'm a gamer now. <laughs> I'm like trying to like play games with anybody I can get my hands on. Um, and it's just like, there's something so satisfying about like writing a little piece of paper like this with like your initial. And it just like takes me back to this like nostalgic place when I was a kid, I feel like. And oh, yeah. I was playing games all the time. You ever done that where you go home and you open up an old bo a box and there is the paper, you know, for from when you were a kid, and you're like, oh, yes. I played. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like rotting at this point. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So now how are we going to go through the board? I have it up on my screen. So I'm just going to, okay. we're going to read them one by one All and right. we will score ourselves. And so it's Great. not truly bingo, um, but it is close enough. All right. Sounds good. Let's, let's roll. Everyone, before we start AAC Bingo, if you want to play along, this is a time where you can grab your piece of paper, write your name, you know, and play along with us. Score yourself and see where would you be on AAC Bingo. Yeah. And definitely let us know. I want to know what everyone's scores are, especially since I'm going to have a score at the end of this. So <laughs> Lower than a, mine. a friendly competition. <laughs> okay. So number one is has a low tech backup. For sure. Three. Wait, three is the most, right? Like, yeah, three is like the most. Max for sure, yes. three. I got low tech, tech backups everywhere. <laughs> so I'm going to score myself a two on that one, uh, and I'll tell you why. So I, I recently did a video called "Some Good AAC News." You may have seen it. Uh, I saw it. Carol Zangari recently posted it on Practical AAC. If you haven't seen it, what it is is a spoof of John Krasinski's "Some Good News," which is his like internet show that he does for during the quarantine. And so this was a spoof on that, where we talked about um, the uh, COVID Speak tool put out by Bill Binko and Brian Whitmer. So anyway, when I was putting that video together, I don't want to spoil the ending, but there's some low tech 
backups in the ending of that video. And I had to like search my house. I didn't have any low techs around. I was like, wait a second. I have something from a training buried in a folder in a bag and I had to dig it out and make what I had to make for the end of that video. So I don't have them around the house. I don't have them ready for me. All the kids have them, I guess, but I don't. So I'm giving myself a two. Okay. Well, I'm winning. That's all I care about. I didn't hear anything you just said. I just heard I'm winning. (laughs) (laughs) We're early. This is games. That's true. This could take a turn. (laughs) All right. The next one is drawer of random cables. Ooh, this is hard because I'm a minimalist. So I do have a drawer of cables, but they're very organized. And I, I feel like I definitely can't give myself a three, probably a two on this one for me. Okay. Well, I am definitely a three. Not only do I have a drawer, um, but I've got multiple boxes from over the years. What's this charging cable for? I don't know. I'll find it someday. And it goes in and there's some out in a shed and there's multiple. They're everywhere. So these are exploding in my house. Love it. I'm sure Melissa doesn't love it, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number three, owns accessory with symbols on it. Hmm. I don't know. I, well, again, it says I accessory. So if you have a one, I'm going to say, you know, meaning oh. if you have just one thing that has symbols on it, I'm going to take it as a, as a three. I don't know. Does a lanyard count? Well, I would say yes, except peek on that board. There's another thing coming up about specifically a lanyard. So I'm going to say mm. it's not, a lanyard does not count. It has to be another accessory with symbols on it. That's not like a communication board. It has to be like an accessory, like a hat or like something. Now I'm I'm a zero. I'm a zero. No, I am pulling in the lead. I am going to give myself, well, all right, to be fair, I'll I'll say it's a two because I don't have many. I mean, maybe to say you have three, you'd have to say owns many accessories. This is just owns accessory. And I only have one and it actually features, it's made from a graduate student, uh, two graduate students that are actually coming on the podcast. We've already got the interview recorded, um, but it was a a bracelet that they have that they made uh, for communication partners. So I won't spoil it any more than that. Just that episode is coming. So keep keep your eyes out for it, your ears out for it. Um, And yeah, sitting right by my bed. Great. All right. What's next? Because I'm I'm losing. (laughs) Let's see if you can come back here. Models like a boss. For sure. 100% three. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're both threes here. Yeah. Um, uh, we're both Bruce Springsteen's when it comes to modeling, I think. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. I, I, we teach people all about the importance of modeling all the time and we model all the time ourselves. So yes. Next one explains what AAC is on the regular. I mean, I don't know that there's like any two people that explain it more than we do, Chris. <laughs> I feel like we're like fours at least. <laughs> yeah, we might get fours on that one. But either way, you and I are equal there. It's we true. totally are always talking about AAC and what it means to everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, here comes the next one. You ready? Yeah. Switchmaster. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a switchmaster. Not no, a switchmaster. I would say... I don't know. I would say like a one for this one. I'm going to give myself a one too. That might be harsh. I think there'd be other people that I've worked with would go, no, what are you kidding me? You taught yeah. me about how to use switches, but mm-hmm. I, I still in my heart of hearts, I don't feel because I have not worked with that many switch users over the years mm-hmm. um, that I can say that I'm a master. I might say I'm a switch Padawan or a yeah. switch novice, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like I think like, yeah, you know, I know about switches and I've used them. 
I'm not the like, I'm not the master when you need to switch, unfortunately. I, I yeah. wish I was. Hopefully I'll get more experience doing switches, but no, not a switch master. Yeah. We could do okay, know enough about it, but you know, it's not definitely not, you know, something completely foreign just, but master, mm, there's, there's definitely people out there that I go to uh, for, for help with that. Yeah. All right. Ne- next thing, obligatory lanyard of icons, obligatory lanyard of icons. And that's why we said that icons wouldn't be an accessory. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have a question about this one. Mm-hmm. What if it's not necessarily on a lanyard, but it is on a key ring? So I don't necessarily wear it around my neck, but I have a key ring of icons. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Great. I think that makes sense. In fact, I feel like it's even more useful, right? Yeah, it is actually. I love yeah. it. So yes. So it's, it's a lanyard with symbols at, like, at the end on the key, key ring. Yes. Yes. I have mine sitting right here. I can't pull it down because it's covered with a bunch of other stuff, but it's right here in the closet. Um, one of them is from Toby Dynavox and it's got, you know, a bunch of symbols right on the, on the actual lanyard, not just the, mm-hmm. the symbols at the bottom. But let's just talk about it real quick. Why would you use that? Oh, here's my biggest one is when you're trying to help children follow, especially in classroom routines, follow directions and giving that visual support. I find it really useful to have those low tech visual supports. Um, You know, if I'm just telling a child to, you know, sit down or go get your coat or, you know, whatever it might be. um, I find it especially useful to have the low tech because sometimes what I've seen, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Chris, is you'll see things like sit down on a child's communication device. And I'm like, well, you know, is he really wanting to tell everybody to sit down or are you putting that on the device so that you can hit that button and you can try to make him sit down? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and then you can say, hey, I'm a great modeler. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so a workaround for that is we don't need to put things on the device that he wouldn't want to say necessarily unless he wants to tell people, you know, that he wants people to sit down. Um, but what we can do is we can use these visuals as a way to support, you know, the communication, um, that we're saying to him. Um, because I think ultimately it comes from a good place, right? They're like, well, we're going to model everything. But then what happens is we kind of fill the device up with all these directives and that's not motivating and kids aren't really benefiting from that. And they reject it, you know, and then they'll be like, hey, they never use that thing. Right. Because you bark orders with them mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Or bark mm-hmm. orders to him on it. Exactly. All right. So awesome. Awesome. All right. So, um, um, so the next one is tech support on speed dial. Hmm. I don't know what speed dial is. I mean, I have it in my phone. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused by this one. Tech mm-hmm. support on speed dial. That means like you call tech support. You have them on speed dial so you can call them immediately. That's right. Okay. I feel like I am tech support. <laughs> like, I feel like people call me and like ask me questions. Like, so I don't know. I don't have anybody on, on speed dial for tech support. That's a zero for me. I'm going to give myself a zero as well. I'm always Googling it or, you know, looking in my old emails, but mm-hmm. I think here, yes. I mean, I definitely have contacted tech support, uh, my, my local representatives sometimes where I'm like, okay, I'm looking at this thing on this device and it seems to be acting funky and I just don't know if it's me or nope, this is a known glitch or no, no, it's definitely. Uh, and so I reach out to tech support to, for, to, for them to help me. 
That feels really, yeah. I, I think I probably should reach out to tech support more. I'm like all about the Google life, the YouTube life, like, <laughs> and like probably spend a lot more time searching than I could just pick up the phone and call. Um, I mean, of course I do sometimes because there's these tech glitches that you're like, I really don't understand what's happening. Um, but yeah, this, maybe this, this bingo has inspired me to, to not search so much for the answers that I need and ask trained professionals. All right. So we did, we put our scores down. What did you, what did you give yourself here? Zero. And what did I give? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. What do you I think, think? I, I think I can put myself at zero too. I, I still have to look up the numbers. They're not in a, in my contact list on my phone as a speed dial. So. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. You ready? Values, motor planning. I mean, come on. I think I can spoke, speak for both of us when I say threes. Yes. For clearly, sure. We are clearly threes here. But I would imagine there's a, be fair, everybody who's listening and scoring yourself, is that something you truly value? Or is it like, mm, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. But like, I, I make a lot of decisions based around motor planning. And I'm constantly telling people, look, look you, can, you can change where the icons are. You can change the system. But let's just understand that we are going to screw up this kid's motor plans if he's too far along. So completely agree. I'm like really adamant and all of the clinicians that I have working for me, like know this about me now. <laughs> I'll like never forget. Like at one point, like I was, I was sitting and observing a session. I was supervising one of my clinicians and, um, she went to like change a button or I don't know, something happened. And she looked at me and she was like, I'm not changing where it was. I'm just, like, she like knew that I was going to say something about the fact that the button was moving. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that everybody can agree that I'm pretty intense about motor planning. Awesome. Yeah. I think we would be fours there if, we, if there was, if that was the scale. Okay. The next one is keeps paper clips handy. Uh-uh. I mean, I, again, I feel like all the things with stuff, like I'm quite minimalist. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I have paper clips, but I don't think they're, I don't think I have more than like an average person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, so I would agree. I'm going to, but I'm going to give myself a one here. There's usually a couple paper clips floating around my backpack and I do use them because occasionally you need to hit the reset button on something and you need a paper clip to stick it in the small little hole, you know, to, and that's how you hit the reset. So kids can't do it accidentally. You really have to stick something in there. So I do have a, a handful I mean, not that I keep around just for that purpose. They're just floating in the round and bottom of my bag, kind of like the cables, you know? Um, but yeah. And then I'll give you one other uh, fun thing to do with paper clips. Uh, this is from my youth is that once upon a time, um, I participated in an activity where you were given a paper clip and you had to brainstorm all the different things the paper clip could be. And I feel like that is such a fun activity for students. Like, so, so like three things that a paper clip could be, it could be a, it could be a clothes hanger for elves. You know, it could be a diving board for elves. It could be a, uh, something you pick your nose with, you know, like these are fun little weird things to think of. And that really gets kids' minds moving in different direction. All of that to say, you don't often, you don't need to have an awesome therapy session. You don't need to have the coolest, uh, equipment or the, the best fanciest toy kids will have fun with the thing that you have if you make it fun. You're the one who makes it fun and that includes paper clips. If that's all you got, then use what you got. I love it. I love it. You know what I used to do with paper clips, which is so weird? Um, I used to make myself braces. Do you ever, like, did you ever know anybody that did that? <laughs> For some odd reason, I wanted glasses and braces as a kid. <laughs> I thought they were both so cool. And so yeah, I would make uh, braces, like these weird like retainer-like things with paper clips. 
<laughs> not my finest hour. Yeah, I did not know people like that, but uh, now I'm going to write your mom and ask for that picture. <laughs> Chris, don't you dare. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, next one. Ready? Ready. DIY or do-it-yourself key guards. I would probably give myself a one on this one. I'm not like a DIY kind of gal, like getting really creative with like mounts and all these things. Like that's where I usually like call in other people. Um, but I will say that I have gotten really creative with the kinds of like add-ons. So I was telling you about tax screen at one point we talked about that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and that like can help with kids who are having access issues. I've also like, especially when I'm doing stuff with literacy and keyboards, I have like these kind of makeshift, um, like, uh, things that help with the, to, to reduce the visual field. Um, so instead of seeing the whole keyboard, like I have like a cutout where you can just see like one key or two keys and kind of progressively help kids, um, learn how to keyboard. So I don't know, maybe like a one. Yeah. You know, I think I'd give myself a one here too. Can I say I'm, might be a 1.5 and let me explain why um so uh i agree i've done the stuff with the cardboard you know so i'm just gonna take cardboard and i'm gonna cut out the cells so that's a dyi uh, key guard um definitely done stuff with wiki sticks and put them on screen so okay now you know where the borders are and that kind of stuff and it wouldn't necessarily even to be like do every single grid but just to delineate portions of the screen so that people students would have some sort of tactile feedback of where they were on the screen but the the reason I'm hedged on that 0.5 there is because for a while I really pursued the notion of printing 3d key guards like okay this is something these are way too expensive let me see if i can find get some students on it i did i approached a, a local high school and talked to a bunch of students who they flaked out on me and it never actually turned out uh, they, they never did it but um you know i pursued it i tried to do it myself and you know i just didn't stick stick with it and i know some people have figured that out and i know that there's a whole website that uh, allows you to download 3D printed um, key guards. I'd have to look it up what it is off the top of my head, but I know it exists. So other people have definitely carried that court torch um, farther than I have and have done it. Um, but I did try and pursue it. So, I mean, that's kind of cheating, say 1.5. So I'll go with the one just to be with you, but well, just I did, I've been you, thinking about this a lot. Well, you clearly have uh, had a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> um, just so you know, I've calculated our totals right now and you're winning. So I'm just going to say you don't need that 0.5 <laughs> and we should just move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're both going to score high on this next one. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. So this one is loves AAC memes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like half our conversation is memes, Chris. We don't even talk to each other. We just like send each other memes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That and um, if anyone's seen any of my presentations, they know like every other slide, there's a meme. <laughs> it's it's very true. I've, I've, yeah, I've co-presented with you and I'm like, uh, there's a lot of memes in this presentation, Chris. <laughs> And I'll give another resource here for people listening to the podcast. So years ago, um, I, I was just starting to learn about memes and make memes. And one of my colleagues said, you wrote me something in a text and I sent her back a meme. And it, it 
in, I was, I'll remember it forever. I was sitting in the car and it was one of the um, Ryan Gosling memes. Like um, you've seen Ryan Gosling. It's like, hey girl, like that. For sure, um, yeah. And so I sent that to her and then it's popped in my head like, wait, why don't I put this out on Twitter? And I used the hashtag, hey AAC, and it kind of blew up for a while. There, uh, some, there's still people that use it, but if you were to go uh, on Twitter and look up the hashtag, hey AAC, you would find many, many, many um, people who have created memes over the years uh, that have that particular hashtag. And I, hey, let's bring it back, man. Let's bring it back. If you want to yeah. share out memes that have to do with AAC, tag it with Hey AAC. Love that. I'm going to, that's what I'm going to look up later after this recording when I'm, yeah, when I'm bored, I'm going to look up Hey AAC. I love it. What's next? All right. The next one is kind of tricky. It's the free space. So I think we both get the free space. Bonus Um, points. So Rachel, we're at the free space, which means we're about halfway done with AAC bingo. Um, And we've also been doing this for a little while. So why don't we call this as part one of AAC bingo? Everyone keep your little score sheets, keep them next to, next to wherever you listen to podcasts, Um, put them in your Google keep, however you want to keep your score. So you remember them for next time. And on the next episode, we will continue this and we will finish out AAC bingo and we will see how badly I beat Rachel. Hey, Chris. You know what I just realized? Actually, so our scorecard is the back of my grocery list. So I'm going to have to be really careful that I don't like toss that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are all in charge. I have no idea where the score is. So <laughs> It's true. Who's, who's actually going to be the winner? <laughs> I mean, it is a, it's a living, living document though, because people can just listen, to the, listen back to this recording and they can calculate our scores. So I'll be truthful. So Chris, I loved AAC Bingo. Who's our interview with today? You did an interview and I want to know all about it. Yeah, so this uh, this interview is with Carson Covey, who is an AAC user, who I don't want to give away too much, but I'll just say that he and I met at ATIA and hit it off and had a great time together. He helped me with some of the robot stuff that I was doing there and the coding stuff. And um, uh, and we just, you know, chatted, chatted it up. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, like I said, because um, he's got some really awesome stuff to share. So without further ado, let's listen to my interview with Carson Covey. Do you work in a hospital or know someone that's been affected by COVID-19 and has been intubated and on a ventilator? COVID Speak is a free web-based video communication tool to connect intubated patients with their loved ones during social distancing. When someone is intubated and on a ventilator, they can greatly benefit from positive emotional connections with others. To learn more, go to covidspeak.org. All right. So welcome to the Talking With Tech podcast. My name is Chris Bouguet and I'm here with Carson. And Carson, you're going to have to help me with your last name. Is it Covey or is it Covey? The first one or the second one? First. The first one. All right. And so Carson, um, tell us a little about, uh, about who you are and what you do. My name is Carson Covey. I'm an ambassador for PRC Saltillo. Also, I work for Jill Tolman and Associates in Centennial, Colorado. I'm the social media manager slash AAC mentor. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so let's talk about our history, Carson, where I got to meet you. So we were at ATIA together this Hi, last year. Carson Covey. I'm an ambassador for PRC Saltillo. Also, I work for Jill Tolman and Associates in Centennial, Colorado. I'm the social media manager slash AAC mentor. <laughs> No worries. This is why this is not live. And even if it was, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> uh, so we met when we were at ATIA together. And I think it was, um, was it uh, Amanda who hooked us up? Or, or was it Jane Odom? Do you remember? I think. You think it was Amanda? Yeah, me too. Me too. And then you helped us out with the robot situation. I was doing yeah. a session on robots and you and I got to play with them together a little bit. Yes. So Carson, let me ask you some questions. All right. Cause I'm sure people are curious. Um, can you tell us a little history about how you, what's your history with AAC? You know, how did you wind up with the system that you're currently using? What are you currently using? I'm sure people are very curious. I know I am. I have used assistive technology to communicate since I was five years old. It opened up my life and I cannot imagine where I would be today if I did not have the ability to communicate. My first device was the Pathfinder for five years. After the Pathfinder, I used the Eco devices for two years. I have been using Touch Chat the last nine. Okay, so let's talk about that. So, you, three different systems. Um, how did you end up with Touch Chat? You know, I mean, you were you were well, you were Pathfinder, which is a MinSpeak product, right? And then you moved over to Touch Chat, which is Saltillo. So, why did you make the switch? I switched over to touch chat because I was going to high school at the time. I wanted to do my all of my school work to talk in one device, no pun intended. With the Eco Devices Windows system itself was very hard to work. When it got bugs, it slowed down the talker part. Gotcha. Okay. And so how did you learn about touch chat? I mean, did you work with a speech therapist that introduced you? Did you find it on your own? Was it your family? My speech therapist told me about it. Now I'm working for her. <laughs> That's how you got a job, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. Is that the one at Saltillo or was that for the other job that you have? my other job gotcha gotcha okay so we'll talk about that in a minute so let's talk about your history with aac and and you know when you were learning things uh and and learning these different devices and learning about how you were going to communicate uh i'm sure there were different strategies and different people and different things that were helpful what um what did you find particularly helpful you know i know there's a lot of speech therapists out there trying to figure that out how can i best help people what are some things you some advice you'd give them 
in my journey I found if you have a wonderful support group would make your life light years easier. If you have a one-on-one -on -one, make sure they learn the system too. Here's why if anything goes wrong that way they can call some help. Okay, so you need a support system. <clears throat> so you have, uh, and, and if you have a one-on-one, -on -one, they need to be able to navigate your system. And so did you have people who modeled on the same system and that's how you learned it? Is uh, people using the same system as you are? Exactly. Exactly. All right, cool. So this is something we talk about frequently on this podcast is the idea of modeling. So did you have a bunch of people that learned your system and were modeling on it? I had a group of five people, which was my speech therapist and my one-on-one -on -one and, of course, my family. And they were doing, mod they all learned the different systems and modeled on it and just all learned together. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, if you had to guess, would, do you think they, that was a big lift for them? Was it hard or did they, you know? So every device had updated technology. They learned new technology all of time. So they just had to constantly keep learning, which is great, which is great. And because they care about you and they're, that's, they just kept doing it, right? Yeah. yeah, awesome. All right, so let me ask you this. So um, we talked about strategies that worked for you, right? Having this support network. But I'm sure mistakes were made along the way, stuff you wish hadn't happened. So what would be some traps to avoid or stuff that wasn't helpful? I found firsthand that too much help is a thing. Everybody has different opinions on helping the user. The most important opinion is the users having a little help is fine. Also, stay away from a lot of time of problem-solving technology. Just ask your speech therapist or Google your problem. <laughs> I love that advice. Just Google that problem. Google your problem. Yeah, don't spend too much time troubleshooting it. Someone mm. else has probably had that problem before, figured it out, put it online for you. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to waste time doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you, what do you mean by too much help? Like at you, if I'm, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's, um, you, the person wanting to be helpful might provide too much help. We find this with paraprofessionals sometimes and teachers is that they do too much for the student or too much for the user and they don't let them try it on their own. Is, is that what you're referring to? Yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. We, well, like I said, we see that a lot, like, um, and not just with AAC, just helping people in general. Uh, the adults do more for the students, and then the students don't make mistakes. And, and that mistakes is how you learn, right? Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't mean to do that, you know? Um, so, so let's talk about AAC in general. So you must come across people that don't know anything about AAC. Right. And so what is some advice you give them or what do you, what would you wish people knew? You know, what do you tell people who don't know about AAC? I would like to tell people about augmentative and alternative communication. Just be yourself still. 
Just think of your device's voice as your own personal Siri. Your own personal Siri. That's what you, that's mm -hmm. right. Uh-huh. Or, or, yeah, I won't say the word, but, um, because mm -hmm. I don't want to say an echo, right? Because, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you just have to be yourself when you're a communication partner. You don't have to change or act any different in necessarily, right? Just, just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so you got this gig as an ambassador, right? Mm -hmm. So how, can, tell me about that. How did, how did you get that gig? You know, what's that job like and what does it entail? I became an ambassador for PRC Saltillo. I was a mentor at Children's Hospital Colorado's Talking with Technology Camp three years ago now. One of Saltillo's reps was there at that camp. After TWT, the rep emailed me and said, Saltillo think that you would make a good addition to our ambassador program. As an ambassador, I went to conferences a few times. I just talked to people when they walked or drove up to the booth. Also, I blogged for them a little. So there's blog posts you can point us to that you've written? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So do you think you could send me links to those and then I could put them in the show notes for people to read? Like, can you give me an example of one? One for, first question is the show notes. And the second question is, what's a topic of one of the blogs? The ambassadors make the topics like how to talk with Alexa. Okay. Like how to talk with Alexa? Alexa can understand the AAC devices. Gotcha. But there's some little tricks sometimes to make it a little bit easier. And that's what your blog post is about. Like uh, how to use it exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about this for a second. If you, if you don't mind, Carson, you said that you became an ambassador because you were at this, was a camp called Talking With Tech. First of all, it's a terrible name, Talking With Tech. I, ter awful. I can't believe someone would name their camp. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> uh, that's a great name for a camp. Um, but when you are, when you're an ambassador or when you are at the camp, because you have really no multiple languages, right? I mean, you speak MinSpeak and TouchChat. Do you code switch? Meaning, do you, if someone is a MinSpeak user, do you use MinSpeak with them? And, you know, when you're sort of a mentor? Um, or do you just stick with TouchChat now and you don't flip, flip back and forth? How, um, what do you do as a mentor to someone who's learning AAC when you have learned AAC? Good question. <laughs> In the past, I used both. Right now, I only use touch chat. Gotcha. Gotcha. So no matter who, who you're talking to, you stick with touch chat because you're fastest there?
Yes, and I know the touch system better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, um, the way it sort of resonates in my mind, tell me if this works for you, if this makes sense. If I was talking to somebody and I knew a little bit of Spanish, the, you know, I might flip over and use it occasionally if I had to, but I would lean on English, right? Uh, and it's sort of the same thing. Minspeak being sort of a second language, but you, you know, uh, on top of touch chat being the primary language, you could if you had to, but you don't really need to that often. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool. So now I do understand that uh, you've got some future plans. I know that you, um, I mean, I can tell right now because I'm looking at the Denver Broncos uh, blanket there on the couch behind you that, uh, that you're a Broncos fan and that you, uh, or maybe your family members are, and you're just, yeah, you know, you have no choice <laughs> to be uh, a Broncos fan. They're, they're forcing you into it. Um, but uh, you live in Colorado. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. And so uh, I remember you telling me some stuff when we were at ATIA about your future plans. So what, what what's up next with you? I'm going into speech, language, and hearing sciences at Metropolitan State University of Denver in August. Fantastic. You're going to be a speech-language pathologist. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so you're already accepted and you're going, right? Just got in last week, actually. You just got in last week. Oh, so in the middle of this whole pandemic, and should, I should tell everybody that, right? We're recording right now in the middle of the pandemic, and you got this acceptance letter? Congratulations, sir. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so, well, let me ask, is you said... You start in August, is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, so so do you know if you're going to be going there physically or is it all online now? You know, they move stuff, remote learning is what they call it, or distance learning. Hopefully. Hopefully it'll be distance learning so you don't, right? Yeah, I mean, so anybody doesn't get doesn't get sick, right? So, so let me ask you how how is um, how is your life with the pandemic? I mean, what's what's on your mind about it? What uh, do you do? You have advice for people out there um, that are, are AAC users and they're with their family members, and we're all quarantined in our homes. What are some of your thoughts? Got you got anything that could help them? This time is amazing time to update your information on your device. Gotcha. Right. You can take the time to update your information. So, so like what? For instance, what have you done? What did you update? I updated my life plan. Your life plan? Wait, tell me more. I don't know what that means. About school. Oh, okay. About school. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let me ask you this. 
Rachel likes to ask this question at the end of all the interviews she does, who's the other podcast host. She likes to ask if there was a billboard that you could have everybody drive by and see that would help teach something about AAC, what would you put on that billboard? Trust yourself and your technology. I love it. I love it. That's good advice, even if it had nothing to do with AAC, <laughs> right? Just trust yourself and trust your technology. I love it. But especially in the time of, uh, that we're living in now with this pandemic, uh, we rely on this technology more than ever, right? Mm. Yeah. All right. So now that's Rachel's last question, but I have a different last question. And that is, you know, someone who's been living with AAC and has a support network that is learning about AAC. What about you? I mean, obviously you're, you're going to school, you, you're curious about learning more. What are you curious about in the world of AAC? What kind of things got your mind reeling about AAC? I'm curious about can AAC drive a car? What I mean by that is, does a car notice a device voice? Can a device drive a car? You mean, tell me more, like, like, like a Tesla, you could talk to it, like with voice, like, like Alexa? When you say go, can the car drive? Gotcha. Yeah. So just like you might say, uh, echo play a song, you could say to the car, go or maybe go faster or slow down things like turn right turn left those sorts of things yeah dude i've never thought about that before but now you've got my mind going i mean uh, could that work right uh, i'm sure it could how did you think of that i'm looking at head controls for my next car gotcha okay for your next car Hmm. Well, and I was just thinking about the robots that you and I worked with, right? I mean, we were figuring out the voice recognition for a robot. Why would it be any different for a car, right? Cars are smart enough now. Yeah, exactly. Like with the, uh, like the automatic driving or what, you know, what's it called? Like the Tesla has the um, autopilot, right? But you just need to, to every once in a while, jump in and say, but I mean, I saw those commercials, the, the Boston commercials where they park themselves and everything, right? With the, the, uh, the pocket car thing, right? The Chris Evans one and uh, John Krasinski. And uh, okay. So, so yeah, I think we, that would be cool. Maybe that's the future of, uh, of driving. That would be awesome. Uh, let me, speaking in the future here, let's talk about your future. We, you said you're going to college, right? Are you going to be still doing the ambassador work? And, that, and, and I didn't really catch what the second gig is. I'd love to hear more about that. But so question number one is, are you keeping all those balls juggling in the air, ambassador work, the second gig and school? Are you taking a break from one of those to do the other? Probably keep everything rolling literally. <laughs> fantastic fantastic um that is so great uh, i mean i'm sure it'll be tricky to to do all three but and i would imagine is the ambassador well and especially the reason i say it's tricky is because of this pandemic that we're in right um are you doing ambassador work remotely right now i don't have much ambassador work right now yeah, I would imagine 
everyone's trying to figure out how to do this remotely, but I'm sure it'll be coming, right? I'm sure Saltillo's thinking about it and trying to figure that out for people uh, or with people. Tell me more, if you don't mind, if you've got a, still a few more minutes here, um, tell me more about that second gig. I just keep calling it your second gig, but what is it that you do there? What's the job title again and what do you do? I work for Jill Tillman and Associates in Centennial, Colorado. I'm the social media manager slash AAC mentor. All right. Social media manager. Is that, she's like a private practice there, a private speech therapist? Yes, she is. Gotcha. And then you do, so you manage like Facebook and Twitter and the gram and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hip. Yes, sir. And so what is that like? What, what kind of, what do you do exactly? What, and what does manage mean? Post pictures and every Tuesday I do a tech tip. Okay, cool. So if that's, is that something else we can check out online? We can see what those tech tips are? For sure. Cool. So if you send me that link, I'll make sure that's in the show notes as well, because I'm sure people will want to check out the blog and check out the tech tips and check out everything that comes out on Tuesdays for the pictures or send it all to me. <laughs> Are you pulling up my email right now? <laughs> mm. Mm. I will email you this too. Thank you. I appreciate that. So Carson, let me ask you this final question here is how do people reach out to you? And they wanted to hire you to do like mentorship or be, you know, get, get in touch with that ambassador program. What's the best for people to reach out? My email is coveycarson at yahoo.com. All right, sir. Any final thoughts? Thank you for taking time for me. Thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for helping with the robots. I know I said that back in January or whenever it was, February, but thank you. Thank you. That was awesome to work with you in that. And then all the correspondence since, we're trying to figure out this, this timing. And then you spending time with me doing this podcast and sharing your, your, ex, your experience and your knowledge with the world. It's so, so appreciated, Carson. Thank you. Congratulations again on uh, grad school. That's going to be awesome. I uh, can't wait to hear more about it. We'll keep in touch, shall we? Will do. All right. Stay safe, stay healthy, and do not hesitate to reach out if you need anything. Uh, it's really a pleasure to meet you. You as well. All right, sir. Take it easy. Bye-bye now. Hi, I'm Mei-Ling Chan. And I'm Martin Sibley. And we are the hosts of the Exceptional Leaders Podcast, where we spotlight high-profile topics and amazing people who are changing the worldview on disability. Even though we are oceans apart, we are bringing people from all over the world together to discuss inclusion, advocacy, accessibility, and real-life journeys. So listen to the Exceptional Leaders Podcast to hear the voices and stories from amazing changemakers and be inspired to make a real difference in the world. You're listening to the Exceptional Podcast Network.